This is a Watchdog Morning Show Rewind. Here's Howard Monroe. Well, I thought it was all lining up, Howard. I, when I saw the big guy in the hall, I thought, hell, this is going to be perfect. Hill Street Blues. The, the chief is going to walk right in with Hill, Hill Street Blues, but it didn't work out that way. But he's with us now, Howard. Somebody, somebody, right. somebody I don't know. Chief, good morning. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir, Howard. Uh, good morning to you, and thanks for having me back on. So you got anything? Could we have a theme song for you? What's your what's your, what theme song could we use for you? Well, I Whenever just you called call in. Play it. Yeah, just called in. Definitely not the one that was just playing. I thought I was at a Wayne Newton concert. <laughs> almost hung up. I, I don't know what that was. Um, I missed All the right. Hill Street Blues one, but we can go with that. Do you have a favorite cop TV show? Uh, you know, I think. Um, I, I, once I became a police officer, I, I kind of quit watching those shows. They're a little too far-fetched. Okay. But uh, but as a young person, I really loved Adam 12. My brother and I would always watch oh, that show, I and, and yeah. I think it was a, a good influencer back in the day. I'm aging myself there. Yeah, no, that was a good show. Well, I got bad news for you, Chief. After, after the 1st of September, we none of us will be able to watch that on MeTV anymore. It's on every afternoon. So, <laughs> yeah, they're taking that away from us, Chief. <laughs> business here um sure. last week about a week ago you you um announced the results of i think two separate operations special operations um uh dealing with some extensive criminal activity almost three dozen arrests which is pretty good uh, before i get to the conclusions or some of the concerns you raised about that tell me about those operations and and uh what happened there sure so as you know howard we we're data driven um we, we utilize intelligence-led policing, and the city hired a crime analyst several years back, and that's been one of the best hires that uh, that I've ever been involved in. So we always constantly look at data. We use CopStat, um, which is where we review crime trends and hotspots. So that, coupled with um, uh, complaints from the citizens, equals intelligence-led policing. And based on that, all of that information, it was really clear. It didn't take a genius to figure out we had a huge problem in South Wheeling. And um, we're talking about uh, burglaries and larcenies, both property crimes, uh, are up 80% for burglaries and 45% for, for larcenies. Now, these are not burglaries of an occupied residence. A lot of times it's a, um, you know, an abandoned structure or something like that, but a burglary nonetheless. They've been boarded up or whatever, and they still get broken into. So based on that, uh, we put together two operations, Operation Southern Exposure, and then a more uh, robust operation called Back to Basics. Southern Exposure was utilized just uh, over a couple-week period back in uh, in May or June. I think it was May. And then we, we used that one just to gather some intelligence. Uh, we used a, a bait vehicle uh, to try to, to pinpoint where some of our activity was, and we monitored movement of uh, uh, possible uh, suspects or potentially known suspects. And then we rolled out back to basics, which was uh, a two-week straight period uh, of nonstop. We dedicated five officers to uh, to work in these areas. Basically, the assigned target area was 16th Street and South, and um, and that was just constant kind of a zero tolerance, and that, that netted the, the majority of those arrests that you referenced. The, um, what people say to me sometimes uh, – Howard, I don't know what's wrong with the police department. Everybody knows that 
blah, blah, blah is a criminal, or everybody knows that this location is a drug house or is a beehive of activity. Everybody knows this. Why don't you just go in there and arrest them? And, of course, there is an answer to that, but uh, it requires some investigation before you can actually go in and make those arrests, right? Yeah, it's frustrating, um, Howard. We hear sometimes hear the same complaints, and it's, it's just the lack of understanding of uh, the Constitution, for one. I mean, you just can't, you know, because you know or you believe you know that it's a, a drug deal or a, a, a drug house, we just can't go kick the door in. Obviously, it does require investigation. Um, and oftentimes, citizens don't quite get it. That's why we promote um, our Citizens Police Academy to try to give them a better understanding of the procedures and what to look for. But oftentimes, they're certainly spot on. We just can't, uh, like I said, kids can't go kick a door. And you gotta, you got to do uh, some investigative work and, and build a case to, to uh, elicit that probable cause needed for a search warrant and so forth. So just as you said you do uh, data-driven decisions on where to focus your efforts, you also do a lot of after-action data review, uh, and you, you did that with these two operations. Again, a total of almost three dozen arrests were made, a very positive thing. But you, you took a look at some of, the, uh, some of what happened, and it looks to me, from what I've been reading, you drew some conclusions that there are still some issues out there. Well, yeah, Howard. I mean, one of the things that I talked about last Friday uh, in the press conference was uh, the high rate of recidivism. And we knew this already, but, I mean, just when you really broke it down and looked at it, I, I pulled two individuals that were arrested during Operation Back to Basics. And, I mean, and this is, again, this is just wheeling police data. This doesn't count what may have happened in Belmont County or Moundsville. And we know that they have been there as well. But just wheeling PD data... You have one of the individuals arrested, uh, had, had been arrested by the Wheeling Police Department five times in four months um, for things like uh, possession, of, um, uh, possession of narcotics, stealing a catalytic converter, uh, arrested for a capius, which means they're not going to court for the charges that we are arresting them for. So there's a huge rate of recidivism. Um, it's getting a bit. It's getting a little more frustrating, even for a 31-year law enforcement veteran, to see people just walk right back out of the magistrate court. Um, so it's just it's, there's a huge turnaround. I'm sure it's related to money. In a lot of cases, it's it's uh, it's related to laws. Uh, you know, some there are some crimes that that magistrate judges cannot hold people on, or have to set a very low bond on, uh, and that's causing a problem. And quite honestly. Uh, these individuals, some of these individuals that were announced in Back to Basics, have been arrested since we finished Back to Basics. Since they were arrested, since they were arrested, since they were arrested during that in that operation, yes. So, I mean, it's a, it's an ongoing thing, and I think we need to step up our game. I'm certainly going to be reaching out to our local state legislators to to look at laws and see if we can't change something. But something's got to be done. And the really, really frustrating thing for me, and I tried to diplomatically say this last week is that we talk about, you know, that, you know it's, and this is not all homeless issue, but we talk about the homeless issue. We talk about, you know, people being incarcerated longer or um, more prevalent than others or whatever. But we never talk about the victims. And all of these citizens, particularly in this instance, South Wheeling, are just screaming for help. And nobody's ever there talking about or, or doing anything for them. I think they appreciate us. Uh, certainly we're going to continue to try to do better and better. Um, but nobody ever talks about the victimization or the victims. 
And, and that's something we need to start doing because it's really not fair. I mean, I've been a victim of a crime, and it, it, a simple mailbox vandalism. I mean, someone smashed my mailbox, and the, I was angry. And, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, having your catalytic converter cut off your vehicle twice or, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to do the right thing with some property you own and it keeps getting broke into or you buy a brand-new bicycle and you forget to chain it to your house and it's gone. Uh, you know, it's just one thing after another, and it's just anything that's not tied down here recently, particularly in South Wheeling, has been stolen. You, I'm going to make an assumption that you are making an assumption. You will see some of these 34 people who recently were arrested back in your sights again, right? You anticipate seeing some of them back again. There's no doubt about it. Every single person, except for maybe the individual from Cleveland, who I do not know that well, um, is a name that I see over and over and over again. What's the solution, Chief? You said go to the legislature. I mean, where does the problem fall? Is it I'm, – I'm, I'm not making these claims and sort of throwing out things people say. Is it judges are too lenient? Is it our jails are too full? Is it the, the laws aren't strict enough? Why do we have such recidivism? Why do we have so many people going in and going right back out again? Well, it is a problem, Howard. I think the answer is all the above. I think, um, I, I mean, I think that we're, as a community, uh, we're calling the jail or, or, you know, inquiring with the jail, is there anybody we can get out because of the jail bill? So that's a money thing. Um, you know, I think laws uh, in some cases are prohibiting um, you know, higher bonds or making the judges set low bonds. Um, I think we need to do a better job across the board. And I'm not, I'm not pointing at any one individual organization or, or person or whatever. But as a whole, we need to do better because, like I said, the citizens in our city deserve better. You can't, uh, you can't expect the city to thrive when you have these, some of these same individuals just meandering the streets. I mean, I, I, just, I stopped a gentleman a couple weeks back. Uh, riding down Main Street near Center Market on a bicycle with a brand-new chainsaw. Now, that's what you call in police work a clue. Um, you know, so, uh, I mean, you just nobody rides around on a bicycle with a chainsaw. And so, I mean, it was, it was clearly stolen, but we had no stolen reports. Um, so it's important that we call the police. It's one of the things that we can do. It's, you hear that so often. I mean, a lot of these crimes, and we're talking, my goodness, I'm, it's – it's shocking, and 80%, this is 80% compared to last year, burglaries, 45% larcenies, and, and a lot of those larcenies are not even reported. And you hear that over and over again. Well, you know, I had this stolen, and I never called or never reported it. So those are some of the things we need to look, uh, you know, certainly we work very well with, uh, we, we uh, helped uh, or asked uh, Senator Weld last year to sponsor some legislation. I plan on reaching out to him again for starters, and we need to take it a look at but people need once you've proven that you cannot function in society without committing crimes and victimizing people then it's time to be to be incarcerated for a little bit chief you and i've talked before and you you've talked about you know the concern you have and you work very hard to try and keep morale of your officers up uh what does it do to the morale of officers when they see someone they arrest back on the street the next day or what kind of response did you get when you stop this guy on a bike with a chainsaw, I mean, did, did he even seem to care, or was there the, you know, so what attitude? So what? He, I was harassing him. Um, that was that was the gist that I got from it. Um, simply harassing him because he has tattoos, or, you know, maybe is homeless or something to that effect. 
the officers have the same frustration level I do, Howard. Maybe I'm even a little higher because I'm the one that's always getting the, the you know, the, the hate mails or the phone calls of disgust that crime is, you know, uh, 80% increase in burglaries. Like it's the police's fault that we need to be on every street corner uh, within the city. But, um, but uh, you know, I, I don't think it impacts morale per se. It is frustrating. You know, you do a good job. You put your life in jeopardy at times. Uh, only to have these folks um, let out. I mean, another example: we were up at a, one of the high rises here in Wheeling, and a and a, a woman, obviously mentally ill, uh, but nonetheless, this has been uh, hoarding uh, large rocks, and she's chucking these rocks at us through the windows of the fifth or sixth floor. At the police. At the police, and we go up and we enter the room and we arrest her. And I come back to we do our investigation. I come back to my office and I watch her walk up the street. She's released. So, I mean, that's a problem, and, um, you know, we need to take a look at things like that. You have mentioned in this conversation, it's kind of tied in with this, uh, the issue of homelessness. And you and I, again, have talked about this in the past, and I wrestle with this, Chief, because I believe that uh, the homeless are a real concern in our society, and we need to do something about it, and we need to be more compassionate towards them. But you have certainly pointed out to me over the last couple of years that some of these homeless camps can be... um, draws for people who are committing crimes and therefore they themselves can become sort of centers of crime. We've seen a couple things, you know, the fire under the bridge and some things like that, that, um, you know, have, have been serious problems. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I did want to say, Howard, I mean, I, I think that maybe I'm looked upon as, you know, um, maybe not being as compassionate. That couldn't be farther from the truth. We go... Uh, out of our way to try to help. I mean, there's no doubt that the folks that are in these encampments um, are either suffering from addiction or mental illness or both. And we really go out of our way to try to provide that assistance. However, you are absolutely correct. When you do receive a report of a stolen chainsaw, one of the first places you're going to go is to your local homeless camp and your beat to try to find it. That is an issue. Uh, the reason that we're having these thefts and everything always kind of comes back to drugs is you're going to steal the copper out of the abandoned home or the pipes or the metal or the bicycle and cut it up to turn it in to get money or to swap it for the drugs themselves. But, yes, the homeless issue, is, is it is an issue. And I think not only do the camps draw um, the criminal activity, the criminal element, I'm afraid at this point our city is drawing uh, homeless individuals. And, you know, and that's where I struggle is that we have a lot of good people trying to do good things, but it's almost getting to the point where we're, we are attracting and enabling. And a couple examples to illustrate that. I mean, we, the night, uh, I guess it was last Thursday, so a week ago, we, we had a burglary downtown business right, right on Market Street, captured the, the individual. He... Uh, he was in Wheeling for four days uh, in a homeless camp uh, from Monroe County. He came to Wheeling because of our services. This is his words. Uh, just this past Tuesday, we arrested a knife-wielding uh, subject at a local hotel in Woodsdale, of all places, yeah, uh, in Wheeling for four days from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, uh, homeless. So... Um, you know that uh, you know we had a homicide suspect out of South Carolina. Uh, we arrested uh, you know on near 18th Street. Um, been in Wheeling for probably a week or a week and a half in homeless camps. 
So, I mean, that's, uh, I think our city is attracting um, that particular demographic. And, and again, we have great people trying to help, and, and, and I'm one of them, and I want to try to help. I don't want that. But uh, it, it's not healthy for the city as a whole either. Chief, before I let you go, because I am short on time here, but let's, let's uh, can we talk about something positive? You had a couple of good things happening. New police headquarters is being worked on, and you got some new cruisers coming too. Yes, yes, Howard. Thank you for the positive. I hate to, to always be the, uh, the Debbie Downer, but um, no, the police headquarters is coming along. It's a great crew uh, led by Delby Salisbury of Waller Construction, and uh, we have meetings down there every two weeks, and every two weeks I go down there, I get, uh, I get rejuvenated and excited. It's going to be really nice. The garage issue has been one that uh, you know, is going to delay some of the, the finishing touches, but <clears throat> excuse me, we should be... Um, we should be in uh, and hopefully operating, barring any other supply chain um, missteps there. But uh, we should be in there by mid-November. We're looking looking forward to it. We're supposed to actually uh, have part of our training, uh, our very uh, nice training room done by uh, mid to late October, and we, we will begin hosting regional training for law enforcement in that building uh, by the end of October. Sounds cool. And then you did get new cruisers, a lot of money. New cruisers, yep, absolutely. So we, um, you know, that program has been approved, but, again, supply chain issues. uh, The cars are not coming off the the factory line. They're not being built yet. So we've had a significant delay in buying those cars, and we came across um, a dealership in Pennsylvania that had 19 uh, 2022 Dodge Chargers uh, that we um, we had been looking at, but the prices hadn't come out for the new ones yet and we, we ended up saving quite a bit of money plus we're going to be able to outfit uh, every existing police officer that's that's on the force right now once those are in um, if, if council votes to approve that and and uh, they, they once they arrive they're already in in the states they're here uh, they will be delivered to wheeling and then it's just a matter of outfitting and we start issuing to officers and I think that's a it's a huge boon for uh, morale as you mentioned it's a hopefully a, a boon for uh, recruitment uh, and retention uh, that we've always talked about, but most importantly, it's uh, high visibility uh, and emergency response time. So that's the big benefits that I like out of it. Well, Chief, I, I appreciate your frustrations and I get them and I understand them. So uh, I, I suggest, as a you know, I just suggest focus on the good stuff and that's deal right. with the bad when it comes. That's uh, that's good. But I appreciate your time this morning. Appreciate your point of view. And uh, anytime you have some things to say, you know, give me a call. And we've got to work on a theme song for you, but we'll come up with one it's one of these days. Uh, I'll do the same, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll shoot you an email or something with what I come up with. There you go. I like that idea. <laughs> Keith, thanks, thanks so much. Have a good day. I appreciate it. Always a good conversation, Howard. Thank you. All right. Wheeling Police Chief Sean Schwartzfeger uh, on some concerns he has, repeat offenders and folks in the homeless camp. And I uh, you know, it's one of those issues, Bob. I, I hear the concerns about both of those, but I also hear the other side. It's, it's, there are no easy answers, I guess. You know what, Howard? I'd, I'd like to make one. I, I don't know him as well as you, and he is a big, tough guy. But one thing I, I do think that people uh, misread, he's a very compassionate man, too. I, I, I think they ought to give him his due. I, I have heard him you know, out of his shell a little bit, having a good time. And so I think he's a really, really good man who does a really, really good job.
Listen to more interviews and rants from the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on Apple Podcasts.